You're listening to The Deadly Dose, hosted by Harini Bott and Megan Gesner. Welcome back, Poison Pals. It is us. We are ready to give you another story. <laughs> it is late at night recording, yeah, it's so late. it's another loopy doopy day for us. Maybe that's like every day. So, dude, we you know, are nothing twenty four seven loopy. Yeah, I was like, this is nothing Truly. new. No, actually, but I just wanted yeah. to put that disclaimer out there. So, if we're all like saying nonsense, that's what's happening. It's just a late day. It is, yeah. But I feel like our loopy <laughs> episodes are the best episodes. So, so you're welcome, gentle Agreed. listener. Agreed. <laughs> so it is Harini's turn again to share a poison or a story or I don't know what it will be. It'll be you both those know. things. One of those things. I know. We don't know. We don't know. Okay, take it away, Harini. Taking it away. All right. In 2016, diplomats in Havana started hearing things. Do you know what I'm talking about? I say one no. sentence. I, do this. <laughs> I know. I'm like, uh, no, I don't okay. know. Okay. Continuing <laughs> on. Okay. I got excited. So it started with a sound. Some heard buzzing or grinding Ooh. metal or even piercing squeals. But not everyone heard sounds. Some heard a low hum and an intense pressure in the skull. Some also felt heat along with the pressure oh okay so when you said hearing things this was not like people are hearing rumors it is literally (laughs) hearing stuff that would be not typical okay correct correct interesting so okay so these diplomats are hearing these sounds and they report it to the cia and their operatives whoever they're reporting to and it's just the diplomats sorry it's just the diplomats okay Yeah, yeah gotcha Please interrupt. Yeah. So they say, please, (laughs) they say, please report it if they have symptoms like this, but not tell anyone. They say, do not tell anyone that this is happening to you. Just keep it hush, hush. This is confidential. What? Okay. So then more and more diplomats in Havana are experiencing the same thing, suffering from the strange dizziness, fatigue, and other ailments for months. They would have a sudden onset of health issues with no obvious cause like vertigo, nausea, vision and hearing issues, memory loss, and headaches. Mm. These are all indicative of brain injury. Many describe something Mm. pressing or vibrating Mm. around them, which led people to believe that the diplomats were exposed to a high-intensity burst of energy or sound waves. The head diplomat realizes this is spreading, so he alerts other diplomats and ambassadors in Cuba. So once the Canadian ambassador is aware of this, he finds out that 12 other ambassadors in Canada are feeling the same thing. So it's not just happening in Havana. This is the story of Havana syndrome. No. I've never heard of this. Okay. Hell yeah. Let's do it. I'll teach you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And this is recent. This is recent. Like tw- the start in 2016, it is still happening. In fact, Biden just um, issued 
I don't want I don't want to say if it's a law or a proposal of some kind just two weeks ago about this. So it's very huh. recent, still ongoing type of thing. Okay. Which we'll we'll talk about. Okay. So although the incident started in Cuba, it's happening all over the world in China, Russia, the United States, Austria, Germany, and Vietnam. And as of June 23rd, 2022, at least 200 CIA, State Department, and Pentagon personnel stationed overseas have been affected and many required hospitalization. High-ranking U.S. diplomats, spies, Mm -hmm. and security aides have been treated for Havana syndrome, possibly signaling an escalation of some sort, some intelligent analysts will say. The most recent victim of Vanna syndrome is a U.S. diplomat in Serbia and an aide traveling in India who developed symptoms. In August of last year, VP Kamala Harris's trip to Vietnam was delayed after two officials became ill. But as I said, Havana syndrome first happened in Cuba, 2016. But the first mm-hmm. cases were CIA and were kept secret for a while until eventually the news got out and they couldn't contain it anymore. So anxiety started to spread and it got leaked to the press. There was a lot of talk that the symptoms aren't real and that it's all happening just in their mind. So naturally, conversation turned towards this being purely psychological versus a weapon being used against U.S. officials. Right. My thoughts right now hearing this is mass hysteria can happen. Mm -hmm. And what if the diplomats in Havana had these symptoms and they recognized, oh, we're all U.S. government personnel. Yeah. And then like maybe some other government personnel just so happens to feel something similar in a totally different region. And that anxiety then spreads across multiple government personnel. And it is just psychosomatic you know what i mean and it's just like a mass hysteria thing which can Mm -hmm. happen which at the end of the day is like even if it's psychosomatic they're still feeling that like it could still be to me it's like it could still be an illness but it's maybe like not actually caused by anything yeah that's really interesting um yeah that's just theory yeah it's a great theory and it's Mm -hmm. definitely a theory that people share with you so Mm -hmm. but then there's a But then there's a professor named James Lynn at the University of Illinois. When he first heard of Havana Syndrome, his first thought was, oh, it's microwaves. Hmm. His belief was not based in research per se, but on firsthand experience because decades earlier, he had or he heard the same sounds too. Hmm. Since the invention of radar, there were reports of people hearing something even though there was no external noise. Mm-hmm. Dr. Alan Frey in 1961 argued that it's possibly due to microwaves from the radar interacting with your nervous system. This led to a term called the Frey effect, but it's not clear if that's what's happening with Havana syndrome. What I never really understood what microwave means in this context. Like, I don't know anything about sound waves. So, mm-hmm. like, what is a microwave and mm-hmm. what is the frequency like i don't know anything about that stuff yeah totally you, is that do you have any yeah that's gonna info? be technically like the toxicology portion yeah so we we will get to it yeah when people are like oh it's like this sound and this ringing or this discomfort is caused by microwaves i'm like like looking at the one in my kitchen i know what? is that it is that it yeah is this the hot pocket causing me an- yeah i know <laughs> Okay. Anyways, oh, good. Okay. In the 70s, a Dr. Lynn conduct, 
Dr. Lin conducted experiments where he would send pulses of microwaves into the room that he was in. A single mm. pu- a single pulse sounded like a clicking finger, while a series of pulses sounded like a bird chirping. Hmm. Dr. Lin's theory was that these microwaves were absorbed by your soft brain tissue and then converted into pressure waves inside your brain slash head, which then was interpreted by the brain as a sound. Mm-hmm. So during the Cold War, scientists were definitely experimenting with microwaves for mind control, amongst other things, LSD, as we know. Mm-hmm. What they would do is they would put the subject in a vat of salt water and then fire microwaves at their brain. And then they would document how the waves interacted with the brain. Mm-hmm. If this sounds familiar, then it's probably because you watch Stranger Things. It is very similar oh. to how Elle <laughs> taps into her powers. I was like, what? <laughs> how would I know any of this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So the most recent victims that were mostly in 2021, I don't think there's anyone who got it in 2022 that I can that I saw. So I like I said, it was that U.S. diplomat in Serbia, and they had to be evacuated along with their aid. And then, like I said... Kamala Harris was supposed to go to Vietnam, but then her trip gets delayed because two other U.S. officials fall sick. And Mm. I'll just say at this point, up until this point, the U.S. government, including the CIA, are trying to downplay Havana syndrome. They're they're Mm. going with the theory that this is mass hysteria, this is all in their heads, et cetera, et cetera. But then caught in your web of lies, government, because then why wouldn't you (laughs) let VP Kamala Harris go to Vietnam if it's just all in their head. You know what I mean? Like they delayed the trip because two more officials got quote unquote sick. So if there is no evidence of Havana syndrome, then there should be nothing to worry about and you would have Mm. her fly out. Right. So Mm. like my point is they always know something more than, than we do. Right. They, they definitely have Mm. another layer of intelligence that they're not saying um, to the public, of course. So, yeah. Anyways, so there's that. Here are some anecdotes from people who believe that they had Havana syndrome. Quote, okay. I lost my long-distance vision. I couldn't drive. I could barely go to work. To this day, we don't know what the cause is for Havana syndrome. The CIA is still investigating, but nothing fruitful has come out of the investigations. I don't know if they're the most unbiased party to investigate this whole situation, mm. but they haven't found anything. One theory that receives some traction, but I'll say take this all with a grain of salt, is that Russia is to blame because they have a well-documented history of using microwaves against the U.S. to disrupt intelligence operations. The National Academies of Sciences assessed Havana victims and said, quote, directed pulsed radio frequency energy was the most plausible primary source of the injuries that we're seeing among these diplomats, diplomats and other U.S. officials. Mm-hmm. private companies sell weapon systems that use direct energy to knock out drones. So it's not so far out of the realm of possibility. Hmm. 26. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, again, like what does that, I feel like you're going to have to tell me a little yeah, bit yeah. right now. Okay, like, sure, sure, what sure. does that look like when someone is actively using microwaves to interrupt operations? Like, what is the device that is being used? Mm. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like. Like you, I don't, essentially, like you wouldn't be able to see the microwaves, first of all. Like, and it would right. just look like almost like a radio, like a transmitter. And it, you like mm. press a button and it sends these signals out. And it's almost like, and I'll explain it later. Like, it's almost mm-hmm. like you're standing next to 
a loudspeaker, like at a club, you're right next to the speaker and it's busting out this loud music. You, It's sound, yeah. but you can actually physically feel it in your body. Right, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So it's going to be something similar to that, except that it's silent. It's almost opposite. Mm. It's like silent waves, but they're translating into sound in your brain. And for some people, okay. it's it's more than sound. It's sound plus they're feeling the pressure in their brain and it's causing them mm. to get headaches, dizziness, nausea, et cetera. Yeah. I yeah. always wonder, you know, when sometimes ears ring just randomly, like sometimes it's just like lying in bed and suddenly like, yeah, right, like, right. All of a sudden. And I'm like, I'm hearing something. Yeah, yeah. But there's clearly nothing in the room that is making that noise. Right. What is that? Yeah. And how is this being caused? So part of me is like, is that a, a wave that somehow has reached my hearing? Or is that like something that's happening inside my brain? <laughs> like, I don't know. That actually do have an answer to that. So that when you have rain in your ears, that's called tinnitus. I know this because of school, but it's it's very common. Like I have, I think majority of people have ring in their ears, especially mm. if you have gone clubbing in your life or been yes. around right. in concerts, a lot of noises. It's almost impossible right. to not come home with some ring in your ears. Mm -hmm. But anyways, they've had tinnitus really, really badly and he had never experienced it before. So now I know all about it, even in more depth than I want to. But oh, so okay. I can tell you about it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, when you have tinnitus, some people like, I would say proper tinnitus is like someone who has ringing all the time in their ears and they can't get rid of it. But it, essentially what happens is the crystals in your ears are off balance. And so what you can do is like you, they actually recommend – there's no way to like treat it essentially. But what they ask you to do is they recommend you do certain like exercises that basically yeah. like rotate your head around so that mm -hmm. hopefully the crystals get a little bit, little bit more balanced. Because so yeah. essentially like your hearing is a little bit – off or irritated. Interesting. I'm just curious how the mechanics of how that creates this sound that we perceive. You know what I yeah. mean? But we don't have to go into that. That is besides the point. And tinnitus is not like a disease, guys. Don't worry about it. It's just, it literally just is the medical term for ringing in ears. So yeah, that's all. Before we get into the rest of the episode, if you've been enjoying our content so far, please go rate and review us wherever you might be listening from or don't. Just keep on hanging with us. All right, on to the rest of the episode. 26-year counterterrorism specialist for the CIA, CIA Mark Polymeropoulos, mm. and also Havana syndrome victim, says that, quote, this is not newfound technology. And for him, the answer is obvious. Here's how Mark's story, this is Mark's story and how he got Havana syndrome. Okay. So Mark is the CIA's deputy chief of operations for Europe and Eurasia. So in mm -hmm. December of 2017, he goes to Moscow to meet the U.S. ambassador and other Russian officials um, that are his counterparts in security services. The Russians apparently were not thrilled to see him, and he was surveilled and hassled by authorities. But overall, there was nothing else notable about his trip that would tip him off to something being wrong. But then one night, he wakes up in his hotel room with vertigo-like symptoms. He says, quote, the room was spinning, I had a blinding headache, and I had ringing in my ears. I felt like I was going to be physically sick. This was pretty alarming and frankly a scary incident because I had lost control. Mark thought he had food poisoning, so that's what he went to get medical help for. And he was passed around from neurologists to infectious diseases, but no one could figure out what was going on. And eventually, his health continued to deteriorate through 2018. Mm. And this is 
the quote I was saying earlier, he had lost his long distance vision. He couldn't drive and he's pretty much incapacitated is -hmm. what he was saying. Victims of Havana syndrome say that the U.S. government has been slow to acknowledge the connection between those sick, like the U.S. intelligence officers who are sick, and identify the incidents as actual attacks, or to even acknowledge the victim suffered from a physical mm-hmm. illness and not mm-hmm. like it's a mental one. Right. An FBI report in 2018 said that the Havana embassy victims' conditions were psychologically driven, likely stress-related from the job. This effectively undermined the efforts of those like Mark, who were trying to get U.S. intelligence to take their report seriously, as it could potentially be a national security threat that they're not really, mm-hmm. like I said, taking seriously. With mm-hmm. no, So with no relief to his symptoms, Mark is unfortunately forced to retire in 2019, and he goes public with his story after that. In January 2020, Mark is diagnosed with occipital neuralgia at a traumatic brain injury center, and now we know that traumatic brain injury is the most common diagnosis among Savannah syndrome victims. So now we get into conspiracy theorist land. We won't right. stay long, but it's part of the story. So here we right. go. Right. President Trump publicly accused Cuba from the start, stating that the Russians or the Chinese were responsible. Some Obama officials felt the same, specifically that Russia was to blame. Russia wasn't happy about U.S. and Cuba politically shaking hands again and opening their borders to the U.S. Some say the timing is not coincidental of of President Obama's historic speech in Cuba in March 2016, and then these Havana Syndrome attacks happening the same year. Mm -hmm. Who knows? So now we're off Conspiracy Island, going back. So... Going back to the question of who knows, right? Well, that's that's exactly the question. We don't know. U.S. officials are largely 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 guessing, and they're still guessing. John Bolton, the national security advisor, was 50-50 on it being China versus Russia. And in April 2018, Bolton was leaning Russia because he doubted China would do this in their own backyard. Mm-hmm. And as a reminder, people were reporting Havana syndrome in China. So that kind of gives you a sense of how much they were speculating as much as the average Joe rather than concrete intelligence. Like they didn't actually know what was going on. Although we don't have concrete evidence, we have some circumstantial evidence that does point towards Russia. For example, U.S. intelligence has cell phone data of Russian military officers who were in the vicinity of Americans at the time that they started experiencing Havana syndrome. And many of the targeted U.S. officers were part of other Russian operations. So were they trying to, like, effectively take them out one by one? Like, who knows? Russia is known for for their outlandish attacks. Like, we know this on this podcast. They do all kinds of things. Uh, Not in their MO, I would say, is using things that are not attributable attributable or hard to trace. Right. But are extremely disruptive is their style. So... Who knows, honestly? Yeah, yeah. Mark felt he was a victim of a tech surveillance tool that had been turned up too high. But when more cases started to come out of people experiencing the same exact thing as him, he became more confident that this was now a targeted weapon being used against Americans. Mark's idea of this microwave effect being a weapon wasn't too far off. In the 1990s, the U.S. Air Force had a project codenamed Hello!, did you have you heard of this? I feel like we talked about this maybe, but um, give me a little bit more detail. Maybe I know. Yeah. 
So they, they had a project codenamed Hello to see if microwaves could create disturbing sounds in people's heads. Mm. And then they had one called Goodbye for crowd control and then mm. one codenamed Goodnight to kill people. Mm. <laughs> so and these were different different types of waves. They were, yes, I believe that they were different types of wave. Like one, the goodbye one was just to almost like irritate people so much that they would leave a space. Like they mm. would like clear an area pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then goodnight was like uh, such severe microwaves, like intense microwaves that it would kill you. So mm. reports from a decade ago suggest that these had not proved successful. After Mark's experience in Moscow 2017, Reports started to come out in China, 2018, and a professor from our alma mater, UCSD, was contacted, who is an expert in the health effects of microwaves. Her name is Beatrice Galam, and -hmm. Professor Galam says high levels of radiation were recorded by family members in China who were affected by Havana syndrome. In fact, the needle went off the charts on the radiation measurement thing, whatever the Geiger mm. counter, I guess it's the Geiger counter. But the State Department made all the measurements classified. Only one of nine cases that came out of China were deemed Havana syndrome, which left the others feeling angry because it made them feel like they had made it all up. Right. That's when this whole battle for equal treatment began, which is still going on today. And that's what President Biden had signed. Professor of Neurology at UCLA believes that Havana syndrome is the result of a mass psychogenic condition. So this is kind of getting at what you were saying, Megan. Mm. So mass psychogenic illness is essentially the opposite of a placebo effect, Mm -hmm. meaning if you tell someone they ate poisoned food, even if there's nothing wrong with it, they will start to feel sick. Yeah. And the symptoms are really just symptoms of normal high stress marked as a syndrome, according to him. And once individuals become hyper aware of these symptoms, they start to look for it in themselves. Right. And it just gets that ball rolling. But there remain some unexplained events, like the Canadian diplomats reporting Havana Havana symptoms. For example, like there was no reason for them to make it up in the sense like, so basically what happened is the Havana ambassadors started to get this these symptoms. Mm-hmm. And so he calls Canada to let them know. And then they immediately were like, wait, we are experiencing the same thing too. Hmm. So it wasn't there wasn't like enough time lapse for them to develop and have an idea and understanding and start to look for it in themselves. They already had it and they were like, oh my God, like same, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing that's a little bit strange about that. The Biden administration developed a task force to investigate this further. New data was collected, specifically biomarkers, the blood, and it indicated that these people had brain injuries. A review released in 2020 by the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine found that targeted microwaves were the most likely cause of the injuries. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we got some confirmation. That is some confirmation, but that is from like a third party, you know? Okay. So yeah, yeah. that doesn't mean like the CIA or the government right. backs that, I guess. Right. But President Biden plans to pay some diplomats, intelligence officers, roughly 100000 to $200,000 each to compensate for the mysterious health problems known as Havana Syndrome. The payment plan is the culmination of a multi-year push by Congress, which passed a law last fall mandating that the State Department and CIA compensate current and former officials suffering from what the government calls an anomalous health incidents or AHIs. 
Despite six years investigation, the U.S. still lacks certainty about what is causing these symptoms, which includes, like I said, the headaches, the vision issues, the, the sounds that they're hearing, dizziness, brain fog, many other things. The health issues were first reported amongst those U.S. diplomats, and but they have been pretty much reported on every continent except Antarctica at this point. And sorry if you already said this. So, so far, it's only been U.S. and Canadian government uh, officials that have reported Havana syndrome? No. So it's only U.S. officials. So that person okay. in Canada, he was an ambassador at the Canadian oh, embassy, like a U.S. Okay. official. I see. U.S. Gotcha. ambassador. Yeah. So that's why it was like very alarming. It wasn't like anyone else. It was just Americans. Yeah. The six-figure payments will go to those who are determined to have suffered the most significant setbacks, such as job loss or career derailment. Mm-hmm. And these people um, said people were briefed on the plan who others spoke on the conditions of anonymity because the plan had not been approved for a release. So let's talk about the actual microwaves. Yeah, because I think we need to maybe we should That's, talk about it in the beginning. I, I am a visual <laughs> learner. I need to know what tools. It, well, you told me it's like yeah, a radio receiver kind yeah. of looking thing. Just, but yeah, like just imagine like a radio receiver like they have on Lost, and there's like a little triangle like tower or something. Yeah, sending yeah, yeah. Signals to. And it's like <laughs> beep 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 beep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I did a bit of digging to see if microwaves do negatively affect us, and uh-huh. if they cause traumatic brain injury. Because I also don't know shit about microwaves, just like yeah. you, Megan. Does a microwave, so also, like in the kitchen, yeah. emit microwaves? Correct. That's called microwave. Okay. Yes. Right. Correct. I love that you start out with that because I'll start out with that. Contrary okay. to popular belief, microwaves don't cause cancer. Uh, okay. So maybe, maybe Megan. I don't know if your parents ever said this to you. I know my mom has said this to me, where. Uh-huh. They'll tell you as a kid, like, don't stand right in front of the microwave and, like, peer inside when your, micro- <laughs> your food's getting microwaved. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, stand back. They're like, stand a few steps back because sure. it's yeah, bad yeah. for you. Yeah. You're, you're radiation poisoning. Right. Did your mom ever tell you that? <laughs> I feel like there probably was mention of it, but it wasn't ever something that was that was brought up all the time. Not not like how yeah. – you know how we talked about <laughs> peeled potatoes or, or what, whatever, right, like, right. don't eat green oh potatoes. That was something that was just built – into our learning about living. Yeah. But with microwaves, yeah. I'm sure I think there was probably a time where my mom was like, hey, don't stand too close. But I yeah. Sure, I think maybe it was based off that kind of fear that it could be bad for you, but she never had a reason. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't ever like, hey, if you stand close, you could get radiation. It was more of just, hey, uh, don't stand too close just cause. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. there there wasn't I don't think she had real and she, at least she could own that she didn't have like a real reason. She's just like, I feel like it's probably not good that you stand close. So just back away. But yeah, I never, no, totally. I also never really looked in it, but I would just watch. Like I would just stand in front of it and be like, what is this going to finish? <laughs> Dude, I, maybe that's why your mom never said it to you. And that's why why my mom said it to me all the time. Cause I would press my face <laughs> up against the microwave and just watch it like yeah. turn around. <laughs> I was if so anything, fascinated. Yeah. If anything, if I was a parent, I would be afraid it could accidentally explode and hurt you. You know, I wouldn't be more concerned about the radiation or if, you know, whatever people believe about microwaves. Yeah, I don't yeah. know anything about microwaves. But I'd be more like, <laughs> oh, God, what if it just freak accident just explodes and then your face is ruined? So, yeah. Yeah, I, exactly. I do have – I do know some people 
and I don't think this is uncommon. So like no shame in the game if you feel this way. But I, I have friends who do not like to use microwaves as if they can help it. They might even mm. have one in their house. Yeah, yeah. If they're heating up. If they're trying to reheat soup or any type of food that you can reheat in the oven or fridge. Uh, sorry, not oven or fridge. Sorry. In the oven <laughs> or on the stove, they will yeah. choose that method instead. They don't like to zap yeah. their food because of some oh, yeah. fear of whatever. Sure, so sure. So I do know that's a thing for some people. Yeah. 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 I wish, you know, I know that it's probably healthier. Maybe, maybe I'm perpetuating a, a misleading belief, but oh God. I have heard that it's healthier to just warm things up on your stove or in the oven rather than like, as you said, zapping it in the microwave. But your girl is so lazy. I'm yeah, so but lazy. My, my thoughts are like, okay, is it, is it healthier because of the timing aspect? Is it healthier in yeah. terms of it's it's habit or is it oh it's healthier because the stovetop doesn't have whatever microwaves might emit you know what i mean because i can see i can see how heating stuff up on the stove is healthier because it's makes you wait and cook your food Mm. and it builds a habit of delayed gratification and i think (sighs) in the long run in the long run that creates a more mindful eater so I can sure. see that being healthier sure. as opposed to just like, I got to cook my food now, eat, 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 done in yeah. 20 minutes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the total opposite thing. I was thinking like there's something that the microwaves are emitting that's like going directly into your food. But I will right. say off of off that topic, you mentioned the green potatoes. Megan, I peeled a potato the other day. It was green. The greenest that you could ever yeah. see. It was green. I ate yeah. it. Damn, girl. Okay. How's your stomach feeling? You okay? I ate it. I was fine. I ate it because I wanted potatoes, like hashed potatoes so from, with my breakfast yeah. so badly. Yeah, yeah. And I just wouldn't take no for an answer. Yeah. So I had it. It's okay. I think it's okay. I played Russian. Honestly, I think once and, yeah, um, I think alive. once in a while is totally fine. And even if you did get sick from it, you're not gonna die right away. That's super rare. Um <laughs> and, like I, I yeah, that would be yeah funny. I also had potatoes and Several of them were green. I was like, man, they just gave me a freaking bad batch. Or <laughs> yeah. whoever the the f- farmer manufacturer is did a shit job with <laughs> making sure these potatoes are covered. Right. I cut into – like they were all kind of very light green, so I couldn't really tell. You're not alone. I definitely ate the lighter green ones. I was like, fuck it. I just really want potatoes in this dish. But there was yeah. one that was very green. I was like, that, wasn't, that like one has very- to go. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm willing so to I, sacrifice this one. It, I only, I didn't have much choice. I only had two potatoes and they were both green. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, like, I, I was like, uh. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I was like, all right. I'll just, yeah, yeah. I'll just risk it for the biscuit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, back to microwaves. Okay. <laughs> so, so we now know that microwaves, as in your actual microwave in your kitchen, is safe. Mm-hmm. But research at Texas A&M found that exposure to extremely high-powered microwave and radio frequencies may cause high stresses in the brain. Hmm. Now, Poison Palace, y'all are well-seasoned by now. You're pros. So that finding at Texas A&M probably doesn't surprise you because after 80-plus episodes, we know that the dose makes the poison. Mm -hmm. And too much of anything is probably not a good thing. So the question at that point is, how is it not good for you? But first, what are microwaves? <laughs> Finally. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, this is probably not going to shed any more light, honestly, but it is a type 
It is a type of electromagnetic radiation that falls between radio and infrared light on the electromagnetic spectrum. Gotcha. Okay. Microwaves cause rapid thermal expansion that in that thermal expansion causes physical waves in your brain, like ripples in the pond. You said you're visual, so I'm trying to right, do right. some like hand action for you. Okay. Love it. So, Thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I already used this example, but I'll say it again. So now that we, we have more information. So if you're standing right next to the speakers at a concert, even though it's technically just sound, the impact of the sound waves can physically reverberate in your body, right? Yes. And if the waves interact in just the right way in the center of your brain, then it can induce a traumatic brain injury. Damn. I'm sure I have that. <laughs> Cannot tell you how many times I've been to Vinda Sarah, stood oh right God. next to the speaker by the DJ yeah. booth, and I'm like, this is okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is fine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and But the only thing it causes for you is killer dance moves. Oh, that's yeah. true. <laughs> not a not traumatic a brain injury. Just no. uh, what is it called? Traumatic. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not witty enough to come up with some other word for killer dance moves. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Like, I there's been so many times where, like, I'm just thinking about the time that we went to trivia that one night uh-huh. at the New Zealand bar. I can't remember the name right now. Kairoa. Ky- Ky- and the lady was like, oh, we don't have much space. But she's like, oh, there's one right there, right next to the speakers. And she was like, is this okay? And we're like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Just sit right next to the speakers. And it was not fine. Let me tell you. Like, yeah. it was it was loud. Of course, it's freaking loud. But yeah. I, the amount of times I have said yes to sitting right next to a speaker or have right. willingly in a whole Under crowd one. made yeah. a beeline for the speaker yes. for whatever goddamn reason. I'm sitting right next to the speaker because I think that's the party. That's where the party's at. Right. But <laughs> now my ears are just shot. So. <laughs> yeah, I do worry for my my ears. And I definitely have to ask people to repeat themselves more <laughs> these days. Really? Yeah. I need to be – this is this is what adulting is. It's when you start to bring earplugs to concerts and, and clubs. Yeah. I need to do that. Yeah. But you know yep. what? There are some people who have been going to concerts since they're young, so they probably already know that. I'm someone who yeah. really doesn't go to concerts that much, but I do go to clubs a lot. And yeah. in the club setting, unless you're like a really a hardcore clubber, which I am not, yeah. um, like I don't think you would know to bring earbuds, honestly. It's probably the smartest thing to do. Phil brings yeah. earbuds everywhere he goes. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's of always course. around loud noise. But um, exactly. He's a musician. He knows. Yeah, know? that's the way to go. But anyways, <laughs> what, back to my okay, question. Sorry, no <laughs> yeah. question. That yeah, would be If you had earbuds in, could that mm-hmm. protect you from a microwave, or can those Ooh, penetrate? Uh, that's a good question. Because in my eyes, I have an image of like you have naked ear holes, right? Yeah, yeah, and the sound waves are coming in and that's how they get into your brain. Like that's like right, their through point the of entry, right? <laughs> through your yeah. ear holes. Yeah. So if you plug your ear holes, what would happen? Right. Okay. That's a follow-up question. question to that because that's okay. that's a good question. So microwaves, as in the tool in your yeah. kitchen, <laughs> yeah. um, okay, okay. they shoot microwaves at the food, right? And that's yes, what's causing yes. the thermal heat up. And it's just like an yep, abundant yep. amount of microwaves being shot at the food and it gets warm mm-hmm. and it's expanding or whatever. So, sure. Okay. 
this is graphic to say. <laughs> but like hypothetically, if yeah. you were to be inside a literal microwave, like sticking yeah. your head in the microwave, yeah, yeah. They, in like TV shows, they always show that as like your head would explode because it's just being. Right. I don't think it has anything to do with having access inside your ear holes. Do you do you get what I'm saying? Because if food can oh, get yeah. heated up with obviously no <laughs> no access point and food yeah. is, doesn't have a brain, so who knows? But I think like, yeah, I think if you were to like <laughs> I think a microwave can penetrate your brain without your ear without. holes. Yeah. Okay. Well that's my theory. We'll have to like follow up. <laughs> Or me- if you're able to do a quick Google search, if that's even readily available yeah, information, <laughs> I'm going to type it exactly as we've asked How you it. think it? Can yeah. microwaves <laughs> penetrate brain without ear holes? Wait, what? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> do microwaves – have you found it? Well, there's a very – the top – answer is from Cora. So I don't know if, you know, credibility, but whatever. It says, can microwaves cause whatever. brain damage? Well, we already know the answer to that, but maybe they can um, explain a little more. Yes, microwaves can cause brain damage. A microwave... Oh, they're actually asking about microwaves, like, to cook. Oh, like the actual... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm no trying... One. I'm writing... Mm, no, there's not, like, a clear answer. Uh... Because I wrote, can microwaves injure you if you wear earplugs? That's a much better way to say it. Do you What's another need ears for microwaves? <laughs> to wait, wait. How do? I, oh my god! How do you say this? Oh, um, how? What's another way to say this? This is hmm. hard. There's an article from JSTOR that says how a microwave weapon might work. I don't know if you actually pulled from this article. It might be a, one of your sources. I'm not sure. And it's talking about Havana symptom. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, article from 2018 by James McDonald. At the minimum, microwaves powerful enough to heat tissue can do real damage to the body and can induce auditory symptoms. Well, technically, don't we have our answer? I mean, all these U.S. officials clearly weren't wearing earplugs and they still got in- brain injury. That's true. I'll just read this part. The expansion causes acoustic waves to form, which you've already said, which travel through bone to the ear where it is registered as an external sound. Frey and Corin reject portions of that hypothesis, suggesting that the thermoelastic expansion occurs directly in the cochlea of the ear, not in the head. Oh, so so it kind of reverberates off of the bone, right? Sound. So even if you, I'm like, I think even if you had your ear somehow was completely closed, it would Mm -hmm. still penetrate to the bone. But what's interesting is that it's kind of like poisons. When we talk about poisons, how certain poisons impact certain neurotransmitters or certain parts of your organs, right? I think it's Mm -hmm. fascinating that the microwave Mm -hmm. specifically impacts your auditory system of all things you know right, what I mean? right yeah i think if you Definitely. had enough microwaves or like you were literally sitting in a microwave you would combust because it doesn't discriminate yes. at that point it's like we don't need to even touch your yeah. ears you're just your whole head's gonna explode <laughs> but from like yeah sorry i'm just this is very interesting i'm really interested yeah in yeah this. Okay. No, I'm glad. I'm really glad. No, you're totally right. Like, I actually, let me just keep going because I think I have a point on that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like to give an example or a comparison, 
going off of what you said, mm-hmm. Megan, imagine all of the microwave energy that pops a popcorn mm-hmm. bag condensed into one millionth of a mm-hmm. second and targeted at your squishy brain. That's what's yeah. going on. So the, uh, no wonder and, they have traumatic yeah. brain injury. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that like that is – I would say not even probably the full force of what these people are experiencing with Havana syndrome because I, I from what I'm getting at from these research articles and maybe in from the article that you're mm-hmm. reading, Megan, it, there is a possibility. It is possible to potentially kill someone yeah. through these microwaves depending on like you just got to crank it up right. all the way. Maybe they're not cranking it up full right. power, you know, maybe it's just half power, 75% and it's causing like these headaches. I mean, this this uh, former CIA operative, Mark, he can't drive anymore. He has, he has these constant headaches since 2017. It's now 2022. He had to retire from the force. Like that's significant. That's not, in my eyes, mental. That's not purely just mental. I think the prominent theory here, because no one has mm-hmm. died from this. No one has died. A lot of people have been injured and ho- even hospitalized, but no one has died. Mm-hmm. So the I guess the primary theory here is whatever is going on, if you if we are assuming that U.S. officials are being targeted by someone with a weapon, that the whole aim of whatever their object, their whole objective here is, is not to kill anyone, but to threaten mm. and to severely disrupt right. their lives right. and almost kind of give them like like a scare. It's like a scare right. tactic in a way. And it did its job. Like the people, there is almost like a side effect of this of mass hysteria amongst these U.S. officials, right? I don't think it's the main cause, but it's definitely been a repercussion of everything that's been going on. So that's that's what I was thinking earlier. At the end of the day, those two theories, it could they could be hand in hand. They could both be existing at the same time. Like maybe there was some sort of actual malicious interference but that has caused enough panic that everyone else believes that they have it too even though maybe it's only happened like once or twice intentionally you know what i mean exactly Mm -hmm. and this magnitude so like i was saying about the popcorn Mm -hmm. bag this magnitude of microwave power can be achieved can be achieved with military research devices that emit high-powered electromagnetic pulses. Mm-hmm. So it's like I said, this all of this is just to say we don't have an answer. We don't have a concrete answer or concrete evidence to say one way or the other, but we have a lot of different floating theories mm-hmm. that have like little bits and pieces of evidence. Right. So what we do know is it is absolutely possible. There we have devices they have existed for so, so long since the Cold War. And of course, since the Cold War to now, I can only assume that those devices have only become more and more technologically technologically right. advanced. So is it possible that these people are being targeted with a weapon? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do we know that for sure? No. no. But this is what's happening. It's kind of a whodunit in terms of like what's going yeah. on. But more information is coming out and we'll yeah. see. But yeah, that's the story of Havana so Syndrome. Interesting. Huh. There's a part of me that it makes me think of the burn pit situation, but maybe not as extreme because it's yeah. a very specific yeah. group of government personnel, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. People who Yeah, and why yeah, them? Like too. Yeah. But in terms of our own government trying to support these people and take them seriously, that that seems similar to the situation with the burn pits and a little bit Yeah. 
there's a lot of layers to this that is a head scratcher. Like the first layer is why is it just U.S. officials, like specifically intelligence right. officials? It's not just why is it just only happening to Americans? Mm. And also it's happening all over the world. It's not just like one targeted space. Right. So that is a that adds to this layer of it being very scary right. because it seems like worldwide and you don't know where it's coming from. And I think there's always going to be fear around something that you can't mm-hmm, see, mm-hmm. right? There's always that feeling of uncertainty. Like you, there's no way you can prepare for it. There's no way you can visualize it. That always will freak anyone out. Um, so if it is a weapon, it's a quote unquote good one. Yeah. <laughs> like if, it's, if you're trying to scare people, it's doing the you, trick. You did it. I don't know how I missed this it. if it's been recently talked about. I have not been paying attention. Dude, we we miss a lot. <laughs> you and I were in a different world. On like to be very fair though, I did not know about this at all. I think I may have like briefly heard about it like 2 years ago, but didn't look into it yeah. further. So I it kind of popped up on my radar again, maybe because of everything that was happening recently. Mm. And I was like, this is not exactly like poison, but it's damn yeah, interesting. Absolutely. So let's talk yeah, about yeah. it. All right. Loved it. Okay. Yeah. I am cool. I am left very thoughtful. My antidote is that I had a great Saturday night um, hanging out with good friends. Quite a debaucherous night that I haven't had in... <laughs> a long time and i'm happy that that happened a great saturday <laughs> night and my antidote is the same thing but it is so the opposite yeah. of megan's night it was not debaucherous whatsoever i had a very like this weekend i was telling megan mm-hmm. this i had plans laid out those plans got foiled mm-hmm. but in retrospect it was really good to just have a nice weekend to myself yeah. because i have i'm such a go 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 person so it was good to just wind down do my thing so i was telling megan every night i was making like a delicious full full ass meal for myself and then i watched the gray man as we talked about in the beginning of the movie and it was just a good night like i just did i i had the luxury we talked about this before the luxury of knowing that you have the whole weekend Mm. and you can do whatever the hell you want. Like having that freedom and knowing you have zero plans, zero itinerary is so free. Like we both had freeing weekends, but in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's such a (laughs) good point. I actually absolutely love my weekends when I'm like, people ask me like, do you have any plans? And I'll be like, actually, I don't. But I'm fine with that. Like yeah. I can just do yeah. whatever I want. I'm not locked down by anything. If I want to go on a walk, I can go on a walk. <sighs> Love and it. so I'm I'm happy exactly. that you had that. Exactly. There we Love go. It. All right. That was amazing. Uh I will take us yeah. on out of this episode. Okay. Don't risk it for that secret microwave biscuit. <laughs> I was trying to make it secret. like invisible. So yeah. I, I I quit. <laughs> I love it. Oh, mm. microwave biscuit. <laughs> I know. That sounds so good. Oh, my God. I'm going to have some cake right now. Okay, okay. Sounds good. Mm.